Good afternoon, Sticky Learning Lunches. Just going to give it 30 seconds. Everyone has just suddenly come piling in at the just a few seconds beforehand, which is great. It's fantastic to see you all. Colin, thank you. Darren, great to see you. Fabien, lovely to see you again. Gina, always a pleasure. Howard, John, John, thank you for being here. Uh, Karen, good to see you again. Lynn, uh, Romalia, uh, uh, sorry, Rom yeah, Romela. Stuart, Tim, Vicky, you know, there's some wonderful, there's some new faces here, which is always great to see. There's some, I don't want to say old faces, because then that would be wrong, you know, just some regulars. We've got some regulars in, and it's lovely to see you all. Thank you for being here. Just going to give it 10 more seconds, just wait for the last handful of, full of people to arrive. Jane, good to see you again. Diane, welcome. Andressa, thank you very much for being here. Just before we get in, on a scale of one to 10, one terrible, 10 phenomenal, how are we feeling today? How are we feeling, about, oh, and also just write in the comments, how are we feeling about learning some stuff about procrastination and how we overcome that today? One to 10, how are you feeling? And also let me know how you're feeling about getting some tips around procrastination. We've got a seven, can't wait, good. Thank you very much, Karen. Nine, six, tired, 10, up for it. That's a good trade. Seven, I wanted to put this off to be fair, or to be honest, thanks Howard for the joke. <laughs> Good, bit harassed, ready for a break. Don't know, can't make up my mind. <laughs> funny people, funny, funny people. Right, so let's dive into this. If anyone's coming in late, that's absolutely fine. Like you say, they might have been putting it off. They didn't want to face the hard truth of what's actually going to be talked about today. Let's get into this. Welcome to today's Sticky Learning Lunch with me, Nathan Simmons, Senior Leadership Coach and Trainer for MBM, Making Business Matter, the home of Sticky Learning idea of these sessions is to give you skills and help you be the best version of you in the work that you do right now at home and also preparing you for return, returning back to the office if that's the case. These sessions, we've got three sessions now all around procrastination and I know from the previous trainings that I've delivered and the previous conversations that we've had, I've been drip feeding some elements around procrastination, some elements around mindset and some ideas that are going to help shift that. And what we wanted to do with these sessions is bring them together in a package of three learnings so that you can really understand at a deep level what is procrastination, how you're doing it, and also have a mechanism to overcome that in the best possible way and keep you moving forward. And that's what we want to do. We want to bring this to life for you to keep you, give you that momentum. First things first, who here is a procrastinator? Yes or no in the comments, who here is a procrastinator? We've got a yes, I've got an everyone. Tell you later, maybe, I can be, sometimes, last minute Charlie, aka, AKA big time, sometimes. Good. And it's the same with Alcoholics Anonymous. Now, the first thing about when you're when you're an addict or you're an alcoholic is to admit it. You have to take ownership of 
where you are with what's going on. Now, if you're not able to do that, you won't be able to put the actions in place or the steps in that are gonna help you move beyond that. We are all procrastinators. So that's the first thing I wanna get you, you know, get really clear in your head that we all have a tendency to do it. How we work through it and how we use it to its advantage is different for different people and with their level of experience. So I wanted to cover that first, but crikey, I've dived straight, dive straight in too quickly. First things first, we've got to set you up for success for this session for the ongoing. Mobile phones, let's make sure we're just zeroing out of distraction. Phones on flight mode, 100% attention. Clean sheet for today, write your procrastination at the top of it, write keepers up there, and these, this, this sheet is gonna be the ideas that you wanna go back and remind yourself about and reignite the thinking and remember what we talked about to kind of get the thinking going even further and embed the learning even deeper. Really important that we do this. So procrastination, we're all procrastinators. You have to take ownership of it, why? I've got my key elements here. Because it's inbuilt. So the first part I'm gonna to cover today is just a little bit of science and then how you learn to dress it up. The science is that we all procrastinate. We have a central nervous system that is designed for comfort, yet we have a, uh, a spirit and a soul that is designed for growth. So what happens is though this central nervous system, this, this physical body that we have, it, the idea is it's, it's the brain is trying to keep us alive so that we can procreate and keep the species moving forward. And that's all any species is trying to do is to adapt, evolve and keep moving forward. So 200,000 years ago, what would happen is the amygdala, that primordial part of your brain, the reptilian brain, the moment that you would go outside of the cave or you would go into something that, you know, or into an alien environment, that part of your brain would fire up and start to make you feel anxious or nervous or scared in order for you to go out there as quickly as possible and return back to the comfort, the creature comforts of your cave where you are safe so that you could continue to survive and your family would survive. But the problem is now, as we've got into 2020, regardless of what's going on, is your brain can't differentiate between a saber-toothed tiger or a job interview it rates them at the same level of, of, of threat because that's the only thing your brain has, it has it's a very binary kind of equation. Is it gonna eat me? Is it gonna you know, steal my food? Is it a threat or does it feel good? Can I move towards it? So the moment we start getting some of the, the, these brain signals and, and these frustrations and these anxieties coming up, the moment this happens, our brain starts to go into shutdown. The, the logical part of our brain up here at the front closes down and we go into fight, flight, flock or freeze. And you've heard me mention this a couple of times in the training sessions. And this is what's hard, starting to happen. When we get into that and when we start getting you know, that feeling, we then start to make excuses about why we don't want to do things or why we do want to do things. And this thing comes out as procrastination. So what happens is we, we find ways to use our words that then justify why we're not doing things. And we start to make excuses or we use socially acceptable um, mechanisms that distract us from actually doing what we 
need to be doing because it doesn't feel comfortable because it's not normal because it's outside of our comfort zone hope this is useful so far to high levels of neuroscience i'm not going to go too in depth with that but you just need to understand that this is actually your brain working and it's been doing it for 200,000 years or so and it's been doing it very effectively because we're still alive as a species just about right now in 2020. Um, Bill Mollison, who's an interesting um, gentleman now sadly passed away, his phrase or quote that I learned from him is, you know, work with nature, not against it. So if you understand that this is part of how your brain works, it's brain chemistry and it's your brain playing tricks on you to keep you alive. When you want to stop procrastinating, you just have to learn to play tricks on it back so you can keep yourself moving forward. Hope that's useful. Quick mouthful of tea. And then I'm going to get into some common excuses that we use on a regular basis and to use as excuses to validate why we're not moving. So today what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you the seven common ones we use. And then depending on time today, I'm going to boil that down even further tomorrow and start to give you that real clear insight as to why you're doing what you're doing and how to create that real deep focus and um, insight and alertness to help you move beyond it. So the first one we've got, the first excuse. Excuse number one. It's easy. So what we have is actually modern technology and the way we work is just making it easy to send a message, write an email, play Facebook Scrabble, do this, do that. You know, and it's easy to avoid it. Now, it, or it might be that the job's too easy to do. So because it's not physically challenging or mentally stimulating, we don't go towards it. So we put it off, nah, not important enough. And because then the distractions are easy, it's easy to uh, click onto social media and find yourself scrolling for 20 minutes rather than doing what you're meant to be doing. Why? Because social media isn't actually social, it's anti-social. So what they're using is these clever algorithms, um, but they are again, mechanisms to fire up certain parts of your brain chemistry to make it feel good so you get into them. That's what makes it easy. Because every time you get a like or a ping or a buzz, you get a dopamine hit, which is the same chemical related to smoking, drinking, gambling, and sex. So therefore, it feels good for a very short amount of time when you're on social media and you see you're starting to get comments or interactions. So it's very easy to get distracted into these things that are constantly surrounding us. One of the key solutions here is turn off your notifications. Turn off your pings, your buzzes, and your, and your, and your um, rings, so that actually that stuff doesn't go on. So actually, when you're you know paying attention to me or you're listening to this, that you haven't got your email open, so you can't hear you know the LinkedIn message ting in the background. It's easy to get distracted. Again, it's just brain chemistry. When you understand this, you can then start to rewire it in a different way. Another solution that I heard recently, apparently, and I'm still yet to find it myself, is turning your mobile phone so it's just black and white. So you don't have all the different colors that create that distraction for you, the allure of logos. So number one, it's easy. Number two, 
fear of failure. So what we do is we put it off and we put it off and we put it off. Why? Because we're worried it won't be good enough. And we're going to talk a bit more about this tomorrow in a bit more depth. We worry it won't be good enough. Um, we want it to be incredible when we deliver it. Um, we want to come out as if we're some sort of uh, you know, genius or child prodigy or whatever, whatever it is. So we put it off and off and off because we don't feel the quality is right. And then when we get to the end, we actually have left it too long to deliver what we wanted to do. And we then deliver the second rate copy or, or um, quality that we were so worried about at the beginning that we probably wouldn't have done if we'd started it earlier. So we have this fear of failure that it won't be good enough. So we put it off and then when we do, it then still comes across as, you know, as a poor performance. And what do we do then? We make excuses. Now we make excuses about the, um, the lack of qualification. We make excuses about the lack of equipment or, or resources available. So this is number two. Number three, boring. What is being asked of me is boring, therefore I'd rather go and play, I don't know, uh, Facebook Scrabble or Arcade Classics from the 80s. Because actually what's being asked of me just isn't stimulating. So therefore I don't want to engage with it, so I find reasons not to do it. So I just put it to one side because it's, again, it's not firing up the signals for me. Easy thing to do in this place, quick action to, to help with this one. If it's boring, you need to understand what's behind it once that's done. Because if this isn't done, you know, the phrase that I learned is the task that's holding you back is actually the task that needs to be done. And what that means is, is this thing here, it, even if you push it to one side, it's still going to be sitting at the back of your head, niggling you because you know it needs to be sorted out. So it'll always be distracting you from actually giving 100% of the thing that you, you think you want to be doing. And we also know that if we don't do that, or we do it in a rush to get it out of the way, and it's done at substandard, that we'll have to go back and pay twice the amount of time in order to make sure it is right before we go to that thing that we think isn't boring or is more exciting. I hope this is making sense as I'm going through. Yes or no? Are these first three resonating with anyone at the moment? Yes or no? A couple of yeses coming in. Good, good. All of them so far? Yes. And we will do all of these excuses as well. Thank you for flagging that. We will do these excuses at different times depending on the projects and the people we're working with. Number four, the need for certainty. Wonderful thing this. Again, this is another one we will dive into a bit more depth tomorrow. Certainty means that we would rather do something we are guaranteed the results from than do something that we're not certain about the results from. Oh, that's a new project. That's a new relationship. Um, you know, I haven't done that before. So therefore, we, we don't do those things because it feels uncomfortable. And we do these things because we're guaranteed to get the results out of it. And one of the research things I'm talking about, um, they'd surveyed a group of students that were doing this. Um, and they would rather, you know, the sh short term certainty rather than long term uncertainty. Actually, they would put off doing their studies and then cram it all into the last week before the exams. And when asked what they're doing, they were going to the bar and hanging out. They were playing games and they were doing everything else because they were guaranteed the result of that would feel good right now, rather than the long-term uncertainty of what would a good grade get me in an exam or knowing a job later on. 
And this need for certainty, again, it's, it's inside the comfort zone. It's what I know, it's security. And it's beginning, it's because of the central nervous system being wired for comfort, for safety. Number five. Number five we've got on the list. We enjoy pressure. Some people would prefer to put it off because this is the opposite of certainty. They would prefer to put it off and put themselves under a certain amount of pressure um, because it feels good when they do it. They say they work better to a deadline. They, you know, they want to, they, they love pulling an all-nighter. They get the adrenaline fix. It feels good. They get the rush and the excitement. But the challenge with this is we're cutting down the amount of time that we've got to deliver a great product or service, but we're also not doing ourselves any favours physically or mentally, especially if we're doing all-nighters or overworking and overexerting ourselves in, you know, lots of, of um, stop starts over a course of a year rather than pacing ourselves and actually enjoying the process and developing a great product or service that we're delivering number six we don't want responsibility i couldn't read my own handwriting for a minute then when it comes to this one actually what we're doing is we're hesitating we come back almost to this fear of failure up here well if i make a decision who here has been let me change the script who here has been to a restaurant with a significant other or a family member and they didn't know what they wanted on the menu so they're sitting there with the menu and they just couldn't make a decision who here yes or no and it's taken ages for them to do that my wife every time yes been there yes yes so true yeah and we just like, oh, and then, and then they say something like, oh, well, you choose for me. Who's been on that one? So, you know, they couldn't make a decision. So they're like, they're umming and ahhing. And then they say, oh, well, you just choose for me. Oh, you've been here. I don't want the responsibility of that. What's happening is because they've got so many choices on that menu, they don't know, you know, we're overwhelmed by the choice, first of all. And we've actually been proven that, you know, you get a certain amount of, um, buyer's remorse if you actually have more choices we don't want the responsibility of making the choice because we don't want to feel like we missed out when we get the meal and it's not as good as the person on the table next to us so people start to hesitate because they're hoping someone else will make the decision for them so this then comes down to responsibility but it feeds back into the fear of failure Excuse number seven, we tell ourselves. Manana, tomorrow. Why? Because we think the person that we're going to become will do a better job than we can today. Let me just say that again. We don't take the action today because we think the person we're going to become will do it better than us or more easily than us. So if they're, you know, so what we're doing is we're offsetting today's action for tomorrow's um, in tomorrow's decision making. But the problem is, is tomorrow's successes, as the cliche says, is made by the actions that we take today. The challenge that you've got, though, is if tomorrow is going to be easier for me to do that, all we're doing is we're going back to number one and putting ourselves into a loop. 
So it's we've got to be really clear on the language that we're starting to use. So when we, you know, when we know that we've got something to do, what words are we using that are justifying why we're not doing it? Hope this is useful. 20 past, look, who here right now has got something on their to-do list that they have been procrastinating about? And it might actually be that you've taken it off your to-do list because it was so embarrassing because it's been there for so long. Who here has got something on their to-do list that they haven't done? Yep, sure have. Me, yes, good. Yes, 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 we've all got stuff. Bits, bobs, you know, all, you know, all we're prioritizing in different ways. This is the truth. But it's isolating, okay, what's the language we're actually using about that thing? What are we saying we can and can't do in relation to that? And in truth, the word can't is actually made of two words, can and not. What it's saying is you can do it, you're choosing not to. So it's really important that we understand that thing and the action right now for everybody is that thing that you know you're procrastinating about is to write it back down on the page in front of you and start to think about the excuses that you're using that are helping you to validate why you're not doing it. And then from that, I want you to write one action that you can take immediately that's going to help you move towards it and get it done. Everyone clear on that right now, because I'm just conscious of time before we dive into a little bit of what we've got and, and questions that we've got. One action is to rewrite down that thing that you've been procrastinating on about, uh, procrastinating about, and write down and have a think about the excuses you've been saying or using that have validated why you haven't taken the action. And then next to it, you're going to write one action, the smallest action you can take immediately that's going to move you forward and get that thing done. I can hear the sounds of pens scribbling in the distance. Good. Right now, what has been useful from today's session? And we haven't even got into the kind of the, the meat of this yet. This is just the high level understanding to give us a view of what we're doing, what we're not doing, that's going to help us change the dynamic of how we're playing. What's been useful from today's session so far? seven reasons yep these are the seven common reasons excuses that we use to highlight or to let us know why we're not doing doing something learning i lie to myself absolutely one of my clients actually um i think i've shared this previously you know he was talking uh, he was having a conversation the voice of the critic was coming up and he categorically said to me to, to, to the voice of his own critic in his own head please stop lying to me and the voice changed Excuses lead to procrastination, absolutely. Acknowledging the many excuses, good. Looking at the seven reasons, good. Understanding thoughts that may be going through our team's mind, absolutely. Everybody's doing this. No one is exempt. Um, one of the papers I looked at, you know, they say something like 26% of, of people in that survey are chronic procrastinators. 
hand on heart, people say, oh, I'm not a procrastinator. Everybody is a procrastinator at some point in their life about something. It's a natural survival mechanism. We can't escape it. We just have to understand how we focus it and how we move it. I like the seven reasons, thinking they might fit into it. Yeah, absolutely. We can do that. Can then coach and mentor. Yeah, absolutely. Tomorrow, and the link for tomorrow's session is gonna be in the chat box. Thank you for reminding me to do that, Vicky, it's appreciated. Then you can coach and mentor, absolutely. Because when you can hear other people using the excuses and you understand the, the uh, anatomy and the biology of this, you can then call out the excuses and then you can re-angle the questions. So, you know, if that person's finding it boring, okay, so what's the thing that you want, what's the thing that needs to be done right now to enable you to get full focus on the next thing? You know, what are the challenges that may happen if you leave or if, if this is left until the last minute? Okay, what's that going to do for your physical, mental, emotional well-being? What happens when you relinquish responsibility to someone else? How do you feel when that, you know, the meal arrives and actually you don't like it? And actually, what is going on tomorrow? Because, you know, the, now is the only time there is. And if you put that off to tomorrow, what else is on your agenda that may start to bottleneck some of these challenges? Absolutely. So when you hear them, we can start to then ask some different questions, some coaching or mentoring questions to help that person shift their own thinking. Um, that I you know, key point here that I need to review the dusty long-term items on my bigger to-do list and then find the one action to move me forwards with each. Absolutely. Other sessions you can watch, you know, whether it's the grow coaching model with myself, you know, on our YouTube channel or, or through GoToWebinar, but also looking at the PDP planning as well. If there's stuff in there on your personal development plan that you've been sitting on, you know, for 12 months, 24 months, whatever is going in there and having a look at those things in there. And what action can I take that's gonna move me forward, that's gonna move my career forward? And then getting really clear on some of those elements, and I say dusting them off. You know, there's some real treasure in there. There's gonna be some items in there. Now, if they're too big, you know, this fear of failure, um, and you know, this need for certainty, if they're too big, it's then just, you know, chunk it down, chop it up into smaller items and make those objectives, you know, achievable and relevant and then work on those rather than being overwhelmed by the big overarching goal you know which is you know staggeringly or inspiring great but if it's too big you're never going to be able to eat that you know eat the whole elephant in one go good we cover quite a bit today what questions have you got for me about procrastination so far what questions have you got for me As I said, as those questions coming in, you've got tomorrow's session is in the chat box now. If you haven't registered for tomorrow, register for that. Questions there, let me come back to you. Uh, no. That's too easy a response. Is there a sequence of excuses? Do you know what? I don't think there is, but it's easy when you put it into a, in this way, it then loops back on itself. But like I say, depending on who you're working with and how comfortable you are, depending on the job that you're doing and how secure you feel in the actions and the activities team, and depending on the environment you're in and what's going on, will depend when these excuses come up. 
Um, I don't know the full acronym, but it's VUCA, you know, it's, it's volatile, uncertain, and challenging, or whatever it is. When we get these things come up, depending on our ability and our, our learning and our training, depends on how we react in it. But if it's too volatile, if it's too uncertain, if it's too challenging, we will back away and do something more certain. Now we will find the easier job to do because at least when we, we go home feeling like we've done something. Uh, I mentioned this, I think, yesterday or previously. Who here you know, they, they has heard the term a difficult conversation? Now, rather than giving someone feedback, oh, it's, it's a difficult conversation. Who here has heard that, yes or no? You might be standing at the printer, yes, okay, good. Well, the challenge is this, the moment that we label it a difficult conversation, you're saying the person is difficult. So what you find is, is oh yeah, I've got to have a conversation with someone, so yeah, it's going to be really, they're really difficult, it's difficult, da 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 da. Oh, do you know what? Oh yeah, well, oh, they're already making coffee, I'll leave it till later. And you go and do the busy stuff, and you do all this work, and you know, you, you do all this great stuff, and then you get to the end of the day, and you're like, oh, I forgot to speak to someone, oh. But you know what? I did this, this, and this, and this. Therefore, I've validated and justified my role in my, my work that I've done today. And it's okay that I missed that. I will pick it up tomorrow. And then as always, tomorrow never comes. There's always another excuse. Why? Because you're labeling that situation as difficult, that person is difficult. So you start to procrastinate on it because it doesn't feel good. And that primordial part of the brain at the back there is, is going into overtime because it can't differentiate between Bob, who's been late a couple of times this week, and again, you know, a saber-toothed tiger trying to eat my family. And as a result of that, we then start making these excuses. I look for certainty. No, I don't want to take responsibility for this conversation. There's a fear of failure. Maybe I get the mental health conversation wrong. So rather than get it wrong, I don't do anything. And I just leave it hoping someone else will do it, maybe tomorrow. So we start, have to start looking at these things in a different way, just understand how these excuses coming up. Do we have a go-to response or do we float across all seven? I would say, John, you would float all, across all seven. Depending what it is you're working on. So it might be a new job or if you're becoming an entrepreneur or going into your own business or whatever, you might have, you know, you'll have certain ones that you may go to more there might be parts of the new job you find easier, so you go there. And there might be parts of it you don't want to do because there's uncertainty. So you go in in fear of failure, I don't do it. So you'll probably find you have a percentage rating in each of those, depending on where you are and what you're up to. Question here, my question is what next? Well, that's for tomorrow. Absolutely. I'm not a rabbit, you're not a frog. Let's not jump ahead. That joke 101. So, Tomorrow, what are we going to cover? We are going to boil this down even further. So what we're going to go to is we're going to get into the, the four needs, the four human needs, and the two fears. I've covered this a little bit before, I think, in, in pieces, but we're going to bring it together in one core element. And I'm going to show you how these, these really come to life and really show up in our lives, and how they start then coming out as these excuses and how we can then start to mitigate that in a couple of ways. One, to balance out those values, so we're starting to, to look at things in a different way. And two, the final part there is we're looking at a three-stage model that's going to help to get deliberate about what you're doing, get really focused, and even though you're procrastinating, still take the action to move it forward. 
So we're going to get into the psychology a bit more of your human behavior and your procrastination and find ways to not eliminate it, to use it, focus it. Because your procrastination is there to keep you safe and keep you alive. It's a good thing. It's a phenomenal thing. It's just that we've, we've forgotten what it's for and we got comfortable. And rather than step up, we fell back and we stayed there. So tomorrow we're gonna to boil it down even further and then we're gonna give you the tools and tactics that are gonna push through forward with that. Hope this is useful. Scale of one to 10, one, not at all. 10, absolutely. How valuable and how useful has the day been for you? 10, 9.5, great session, thank you. Thanks for the honesty, Diamond, appreciate that. Question for you right now, what would make this, you know, take this up to an eight or nine for you? What would be useful for you? And I can help to include that in tomorrow's session with the content that we're going to build up. Good. Well, Diane, I look forward to seeing you there and sharing the rest of the content. These are only short lessons and, sh and short micro learnings, and we will bundle up as much as we can at the end of them. Everybody, look, thanks very much today. Key things for you, you know, we've got a couple of links in there. One, we have got the leadership deck now available. We have sorted out all the challenges with the printer the previously ordered decks are on their way to you if you have not picked up your deck of, of leadership coaching cards out now currently on uh, our website the link is in the chat box now five pound huge value for those and finally virtual classrooms if you've enjoyed today's session you've enjoyed previous sessions if you have a team that would benefit from a conversation with me like this or even face to face in the next few weeks get into the virtual classroom, see the skills and tools and techniques that we're teaching there and start a conversation with us to help you improve the team that you've got there and the results they're getting. End note, thank you very much and I look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Have a fantastic day.